get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games Best versus best. Might have to settle for a little bit less. Welcome inside Winnipeg's pregame show. It's game day, Winnipeg. Ahead of Bombers and Argos. Lots of questions to dive into ahead of this one. A Grey Cup rematch, a Grey Cup preview. Chris Walby, good to see you. How's your bye week been? Uh, it's been a little while since uh, since we've chatted. It was wonderful. It was wonderful to get away from all this for a little while. I'm just like a player. Get away from it unwind enjoy the family enjoy the lake but now i'm glad to be back although a little disappointed uh, and you might ask me why and i'll tell you why and that was i was hoping to see the number one to team i wanted to see some of the guys that were going to be playing that the guys are making all the hype about and uh, i mean there are three of the four players are sitting uh you know in, in winton mcmanus uh, sean oakman who's just a freak at six nine at tackle and uh, Jamal, uh, or yeah, Jamal Parker. Jamal no, Peters. not Jamal Parker. Jamal Peters. Peters, who's you know, these are three of the the stars, and so to me, uh, you know, but you don't want the bombers to fall into that too. That's the trap right there. Now you're talking about trap game right there. You're thinking about three of these guys. I wasn't talking about trap game. Kind of offensive lineman. I'm playing inside. I'm probably happy. I don't have to see Oakman all the time. The guy's a freak right now, but yeah, uh, still. 12 and one versus 10 and four at home. Solo crowd. Uh, it's supposed to be a nice little bit of rain today, but nothing tomorrow. So uh good day to get out there and cheer on the blue. Third straight sellout at IG field for the yeah. Winnipeg blue bombers Friday night. Uh, as you see on your screen, Argos are 12 and one bombers are 10 and four. And if there was one division in the Canadian football league, it would be, you could say for first yeah. place, knowing yeah. that of course the Argos have just one loss and the Bombers have four, but this is their only meeting of the season. It's the only chance we're going to have during the regular season to see a Grey Cup rematch, and yeah. it will be Cameron Dukes starting at quarterback, not Chad Kelly. We talked about it on Bonfire Midweek when Schnitzie joined me a little bit earlier, Chris. Uh, for those out there that didn't check it out or haven't had a chance to yet. Great conversation as Kyrie Wilson joined us live. So go check that out on the YouTube page, uh, Facebook, Twitter, your podcast app, everywhere uh, all that good stuff is. Um, but the question right now is, Chris, the Argos had three bye weeks. Pretty yep. much in the first half of the season, they're in a pretty hellacious stretch here to finish out the regular season. They have locked up first place in the East. They have secured that home bye and they will host the East final the week before the 110th Grey Cup in Hamilton. And mm -hmm. with that comes luxury, right? You get an opportunity to rest. You get an opportunity to kind of manage your schedule how you want. And they are clearly rolling out some load management for quarterback Chad Kelly. Is it a smart decision? Is it uh, something that is more of a disservice to fans than it is service to the team? Where do you stand on that? Well, I don't think he's not going to play. I think he's going to play some snaps. He might get a quarter. The biggest thing, you don't want to have a guy get rust. You know, we talk about, and I read a lot of the comments about people saying, you know, you take too many days off and you got to get back into the groove. You got to get back into the flow. And uh, sometimes it doesn't work that way. I, I think that uh, Dinwiddie, the head coach of the Argos, is going to put uh, Chad in there. It may only be for a few couple series, but I guarantee he'll be touching the field every game. 
you need him mentally in there. So Chad Kelly, even though he's listed third on the depth chart, I can tell you right now he's going to get some playing time. I believe uh, uh, Ryan Scott, uh, the uh, uh, Brian Scott, the, the backup, will get a quarter. Uh, but I, I get it. They're, they're trying. They want to win too, right? I mean, you don't want to start like a twelve and one. This is the best record they've had for a long time. I think in the fifties, since the fifties. So to me, I I know what the fans from a fan's perspective. I just mentioned it. I wanted to see the stars. I wanted to see this guy, Chad Kelly, the nephew of, you know, the famous NFL Buffalo quarterback, Jim Kelly. But then again, I also understand the dynamic, uh, you know, uh, of, of not playing him as much as they need him. Now, the other guys, hey, when, you know, did you saw McManus, two interceptions last game He's a against beast. Hamilton, one for, one for a touchdown. Uh, I already talked about the six-foot-nine monster in uh, Oakman, Oak Tree, we should call him. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, I mean, yeah, but these guys can get some time off. It's not as imperative as the quarterback. The quarterback is the key. You know that. He's the straw that stirs a drink. He's the guy that drives the offense. Uh, I, from what I hear from Cameron Dukes, he said, you know, he's had a great week with him. Chad Kelly's been in his ear all the time. Uh, you know, and, he, and and when you listen to the kid, the guy says, you know, I'm not from a big school. I play. I won an NAIA championship. Uh, he played in Vegas in the uh, indoor league. First start for a while, but having said that, you know, I love his attitude. When I listen to his interview, he's talking about, hey, my job is just to get the ball in the hands of the playmakers. I can't sit back there. I can't sit back there and pretend I'm going to go through three, four reads. It's got to be instantaneous. I got to get in there, go where I got to go with it, make sure I get the ball there correctly. And then what he said the same thing. The head coach said, you know what? Play within your, you know, what your, your capabilities. Don't force anything. But that's any quarterback. And don't, you know, try and control the errors. That's the big thing. As you well know, DB, a game can come down to a handful of plays. So I, I still think this is a great defense. The Argos have got a, a very good team. Listen, they're missing some key players. I understand that. But having said that, it's an opportunity to take a look at some of the guys that maybe not be in a starting rotation who might just show up and, uh, you know, put some, you know, put some shine on their resume. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, uh, with four game weeks remaining for the Argos after this game in Winnipeg on Friday. Yeah. I think this is the perfect time, absolutely ideal time to institute some rest and try some yeah. different guys at different spots. That's a luxury. Yeah. It's a luxury that the Toronto Argonauts have. And I feel for the fans. I feel for the, you know, the sold yeah. out crowd at IG field. I feel for everybody who's going to be watching, who wanted to see the East division MOP front runner, Chad Kelly against the West division MOP front runner. I would say in Zach Kolaris, see AJ Olette, you know, the, the tailback that he is against Brady Oliveira, the league's leading rusher, maybe yeah. oh, MOP candidates in their own rights uh, to, to see these two teams play a meaningful game for the first time since the 109th Grey Cup, where it was a two-point Toronto Argonauts win with Chad Kelly running things, you know, late in the fourth quarter to, to you know, lift them to victory. To see Andrew Harris play on home field for the first time in a long time as he was injured the last yeah. time he was here. Well, he's injured again on the six-game injured list. He did come off the plane. He is in his hometown of Winnipeg. Oh, sure. He will be on the You're sidelines. Right. We'll get into that and a whole lot more. Winton McManus, Jamal Peters, who joined the Argos midseason after some time in the National Football League. Sean yeah. Oakman, you, you, you mentioned. Defensive back Robertson Daniel. Uh, Canadian receiver Curly Gittens Jr. Um, 
there, there's a whole bunch of guys. Uh, Dariush Bladek uh, on the offensive yeah. line, Shane Richards on the offensive line, Cameron Phillips at receiver. A lot of Argos are, are out of the lineup. But when you have three buys in the first half of the season, and then you have to look at the second half and say, gosh, where are we going to rest? We're going to get that one bye week going into the East final to, to get healthy and, and straightened away. This is the luxury the Argos have. Next game, their home game, will be the 150th anniversary of the Toronto Argonauts franchise. So an important game. Look, if I was the Blue Bombers and the roles were reversed and I had Zach Kolaris or I had uh, Brady Oliveira or, or Adam Big Hill or whatever, my star player, yeah. and I needed to do something with them to ensure that they were good to go for the 150th anniversary and that I had a month of regular season remaining and I'm worried about, you know, rust, rest versus rust and all that. You got a month. Rest now in the hard place to play IG field with the crazy crowd when the offense is on and uh, the Argos offense is on the field and all of that. This is an ideal time to rest, uh, uh, to rest Chad Kelly because they have four more games to get the wheels yeah. back going again. Final buy first round of the playoffs. And then they're going to be full charge for that East final. I think there's, they're set up for success right now. Well, there are. There's another thing. I mean, yeah, they had their buys earlier on in the year. They don't have any more buys. I don't care about the buys, to be honest with you, unless you suffer a major injury. It's all about building. You're always building. Every week, you're building toward that final. One was to make the playoffs. Two is to you know wrap up first place, get the home game for the final. They've done both those already. Now it's just to build, continually get stronger as the year goes on, as they get closer to that final date. And for me, they're not taking it. They don't have any more breaks. So this is a smart move about allowing some guys to get a break. Listen, Sean Oakman, you, you know what? you got guys that can come in here and play from. You know, you got Hendricks in there. you got Brinkman. they got guys in the middle. They're dressing uh, four defensive tackles, uh, the Argos. So they can get away with that. Whitten McManus, he's obviously a stud. The guy that nobody talks about and the guy that I think is having an MOP year is it Darius Pickett? Yeah. At that strong side linebacker. Leads, leads the league in the tackle. League. Yeah, leads the yeah. league in defensive plays made. Well, not only that, he's had 40 tackles. Think about this. 40 tackles in the last four games. That's crazy. He's all over the field. And actually, it was interesting to listen to Zach Kalaris talk about him. And he brought up number six, saying mm -hmm. that guy is a baller. Uh, Pickett's a guy you got to watch. He's fast. He's smart. He reads uh, the, you know, the Argos, you know, they do a lot of different coverages. Uh, they got bombers have to be smart too. And then you look at, you know, what they have up. They got a good offensive line. I, I, I saw a little bit of the kid that I really like, and that's the backup to Olet who didn't play. They gave Olet the, the week off last week against Hamilton. And then they played, uh, uh, what's his name? McMahon, Deontay McMahon, uh, number 24, a little scat back five foot nine. And does he have jets? Yeah. You see him go around the corner. It looks like they got the angle cut off and he just blows by him. I was listening to uh, the commentators in TSM. And I know that I agree with Matt Dunnigan when he was talking about that. He said, this kid's excitement. And they actually made the comparison. And I think it's unfair, but they were trying to make a comparison of McMahon to pinball Clemens. And that's a heck of a comparison to make this early on after only one game. We all know pinball. I played against pinball many years and I watched him as he, as he, he took things in his own hands many times. But again, um, they've got a, they got a wealth of talent. So you're right. But I, when I'm talking about Chad Kelly and I'm talking about Chad Kelly particularly right now, 
That's the guy that he'll get rest, but I cannot see him sitting out games. I just can't see it. Even if he goes in for a few plays, even if he goes in for half a quarter, he'll get more time as the season goes on. So to your point, DB, you're right. This is an absolutely wonderful time with five, four games left to have a little bit more rest. But I still don't think you're going to sit him a whole game. I'd be very surprised. Yep. To me, I'd like to get him a little bit of playing time. Keep him involved. Keep in the game mentally, you know, physically. You know, and now they say, well, what if he gets injured? Well, anybody can get injured. He can be going to Subway and get hit by a car going to get one of those sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Is that what it's called? Subway? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> Mother. Oh, <Holy>. uh- <laughs> oh, that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry. Um. Well, you know, and let, let's take a look at the uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers depth chart here uh, on Game yep. Day Winnipeg. And great to see everybody in the live chat. Uh, Jets girl, Granny Bomber fan, Waiters, T Kona Polly, what's going on, Pyro? Uh, all the fire starters uh, getting things fired up. Uh, David Zerk, uh, we got viewers in Bangkok, Thailand. Who knows what hour it is there, but they're tuning in live uh, as uh, that's how we like it here uh, on the show. Um, the Bombers do have a couple changes, but. I would say good news more than bad news. Tiadric Hansen will make his 2023 debut lineup at defensive end. Uh, Jackson Jeffcoat returns after missing a game with a lower body issue. Uh, Hansen, I think, Chris, his impact will be felt on special teams more yeah. than anything. The Bombers special teams will get it. We'll, we'll talk about the return game, but it is the pass or, or pardon me. It is the cover teams that have me most concerned they've been frankly terrible and friday night they're facing for my money the best special teams player in the cfl today javon leak he is a physical fast explosive returner big body that can move when you've got a big body as a returner like you think Janari and Grant can stiff arm guys and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, have the afterburners to turn it on. Javon leak is special. If Winnipeg doesn't corral him, it could get out of hand. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's averaging 15 yards return, but the big stat that jumps out is the four touchdowns and he's almost broken a couple others. Uh, he's got a 40 plus yard one on a kickoff return. Uh, he gets to run the ball. He's a little bit involved in their offense. Uh, definitely a game breaker and very much in the same category as a Janarian Grant, who I'm happy to hear is getting closer and closer to returning. But uh, that's another game. This is the one they have to watch. I agree with you 115%, better than 110%, that I do believe Theodric Hansen is going to be a huge factor. He's going to be hungry. He's a hungry man right now. And he's going to be going down that field taking no prisoners. So they need somebody because they haven't had a guy like Mike Miller since Mike's been out. Right. A guy that goes down there and basically sacrifices his body, blows up the wedge, you know, gets involved. So it'll be interesting to see what Theodric gets there. Uh, I'm happy for the young man. It's a terrible injury to come back from, but with the therapist, the trainers that the league has now, uh, I'm really glad to see him back on the field. Yeah, and it is good news overall that the Blue Bombers' defense yep. – is pretty healthy. Winston Rose and Evan Holm on the field side, Dietrich Nichols and Demario Houston. Houston, of course, the CFL interception leader uh, on the strong side. BA, Brandon Alexander at free safety. Big Hill, Wilson, and Cramdy have been your starting three linebackers all season long. Really, well, I, I should say maybe for the last month, month and a half, as Cramdy stepped in uh, for. Um, why am I blanking? 
He stepped in for um, for Alden Darby, who's on the, the six-game injured list. Thank you very much. Jeffcoat returns. Hanson there to rotate in. Walker and Thomas at defensive tackle. For my money, the best athlete in the CFL. Willie Jefferson at defensive end. Uh, but when Jeffcoat's in the lineup, Chris, he, he seems to always uh, elevate the Blue Bombers defense yes. as a whole. Uh, offensively, Brady Oliveira continues his outstanding season. Fair to say he is the most outstanding Canadian front runner right now set to uh, he's on pace for over 1500 rushing yards, add in a whole whack of receiving yards. Um, you know, uh, nobody has had uh, more rushing yards at this point of the season than uh, than Brady Oliveira, other than John Cornish, who finished with 1800 yeah, yeah. rushing yards uh, back in his MO, MOP days. And you know what? And 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 kudos to Oliveira. I mean, he's having an outstanding year. He's, he re, he gets stronger and stronger as the game goes on. Um, he's going to have his work cut out. The Argos are number one against the run, only averaging seventy-one yards. So the Bombers are going to have to stick to the game plan. You cannot just get stiff to come or stuff a couple of times and go away from what gets you there. So I, I expect them to stay and try and run. It's interesting when I looked at the Bombers and I looked at uh, what they like to do, and then of course we are the number one rush team, and then you got a number one defense against the rush in Toronto. Then we got, we're number one pass, the Bombers are. And that just kind of shook me up. I look at the Argos, number eight, allowing a lot of big plays, over 300 yards passing against, which is really surprising to me considering the pressure these guys were getting on the opposing quarterback. So, uh, I guess if there's a light at the end of the tunnel, it's that the Bombers have a great opportunity maybe to take it down the field and see if, uh, you know, guys like Dalton Schoen can extend mm-hmm. on his, you know, his uh, all-star year again. And Kenny Lawler, who just gets strong all the time. You know, you don't hear about him for four quarters and all of a sudden he's in the end zone a couple of mm-hmm. times. So yep. uh, they just got so much talent. But we also want to talk about another kid that I think is, what, he's 69 yards away from 1,000. And... Had it not been for Oliveira, I think that uh, Nick Dembski would be your outstanding Canadian. Uh, it's a tough choice. I mean, both of those guys are outstanding. Same high school. I read the article. It's great. Uh, but, you know, to have a 1,000-yard receiver and a 1,000-yard rusher from the same high school, uh, it's never been done before. So, to me, that's that's uh, quite a bit of history, brother. Yeah, Oak Park Raiders uh, just seem to produce the talent uh, top to bottom. There's been a whole bunch of yeah. bombers through the years that have played for Oak Park maybe most notably Andrew Harris, who will uh, be yeah. on the sidelines. Chris, do you think uh, a, lot, a lot of fans have been talking about um, Harris being at the game for, uh, you know, and on the sidelines, uh, as we so often see the Winnipeg Jets do it, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers do it. Yeah. Will they honor Andrew Harris on the Jumbotron? I believe so. Yeah. I, I believe 100%, 100%. They know it's it's a swan song. Uh, you know, he's on the sixth game. You know, I know he he's fighting to get back to the year. playoffs. Yep. But I guarantee it, they know he's going to go. He's going to be a head coach in Victoria for the junior football team out next year. Uh, this is a swan song. He's going to go out there. The Bombers have such classy fans, such great fans. I guarantee, I w- I'll be very surprised if he doesn't get a standing O. I-, I will be very surprised if he doesn't because I think that he's brought so much to this team as a, as a player, uh, as a citizen of the Win- you know from Winnipeg. So uh, I'll be the first one standing and give an ovation if it was me there. Yeah, he uh, was instrumental with like, you know, understatement, instrumental in ending the 29 year Grey Cup drought, hometown boy playing for his hometown team uh, and back to back Grey Cup championships. 
um, you know, before entering his first of two years with the Toronto Argonauts. He will retire at the end of this year. He has made that clear. Uh, There's a uh, documentary currently being made called Relentless and going through his career and all that. Still being filmed, obviously, because the story is not complete yet. But Harris on the six-game injured list, A.J. Ouellette, who is, I would say... A freak. Yeah, as dangerous as anybody in the CFL right now. If you you like running backs, and he reminds me of the old Johnny Riggins from the Washington Redskins. Mm, Yeah, yeah. You know, just... You know, listen, I'm telling you, he just runs hard, knocks people over. Um, I, I'm really a big fan of him. I saw him. He's in wrestling. He was in a wrestling ring. That's he right. won a match. Uh, I just love the guy's attitude. I, I'd like Those are the kind of guys I wish were my teammates. You know, if I had to play with a guy, I'd say, I'd love him. I, I don't know if he drinks beer, but I'm pretty sure I can get him too. Uh, that's another plus for him. But <laughs> did, I, I also, did you see I, I him? Go back did you see him squatting like 630 pounds oh on a game God, week? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, he's yeah, putting yeah, his body through that three days before playing the game. It, it was last week. But, it wasn't this week, but. But think insane. about it. Well, he knew he, but he also knew he wasn't going to play. They gave him a bye. Right. Like they took, they didn't dress him last week. So he could yeah, just no, sit fair, the sidelines. Right. Yeah. I love his, you know what? That thing when he, when they were in a hammer and he brought out Thor's hammer and he scored a touchdown and he smacked the ground and everybody around him flew off and fell down. One of the greatest improvisations I've seen. I just love that. It was a great touchdown dance. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, the other one, I, there's a question here, and I think it was Waiters 27. Can Caleras create more separation from Kelly for MOP? Yeah. That is a great question because, see, if you know Chad Kelly, he's got a, anybody who plays quarterback, don't tell me they don't have an eagle. Don't tell me they don't have an eagle. <laughs> They want to be the best. That's why they play quarterback. You get all the chicks. You get all the money. You get the fancy cars. You know, the old lineman, we just get free burgers the, and beer. You're the dude when you're the quarterback. And you should act Oh, you like are the dude. dude. Yeah. So, you know what? Now, that's a great question. And waiter's a great question, too. Does sitting out and not playing in every game, a full game, and I'm going to emphasize that again, full game, hurt his separation. Can I answer? Well, what happens if? What? Yeah. You want to answer? Go ahead. My, my answer is Chad Kelly needs to do everything he can because right now his numbers are not as good as Zach Kolaris's. Yeah. They're not. You look at all of the metrics. You go a little bit deeper than passing yards, touchdowns, and interceptions. You go a little bit deeper. And, you know, a lot of people say quarterback record. Okay, Chad Kelly's 12-1 and one and, you know, Kolaris uh, has lost four games this year or whatever. Um that's all fine and good, but you look at the metrics, you look at the deep numbers of completion percentage and ratio and um, quarterback efficiency rating and, uh, you know, uh, big play ability and the efficiency on those big plays. Uh, Zach Kolaris is, is quite a fair, I wouldn't say quite a, he is definitely ahead of Chad Kelly uh, in a lot of those metrics. So, uh, and I don't know about that, buddy. I look at some of the metrics and I saw, I know that Chad Kelly and uh, Zach Kolaris right now have both led their team to 43 offensive touchdowns drives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I watch what they've done. Uh, I think that had we not have this little bit of a slump and I call it a slump where, you know, uh, basically Zach has thrown interceptions in I think six of his last seven games. Well, the Bombers have uh, lost you know, two of their last three games. Yeah, I mean, but that's not all one of quarterbacks. See, again, that's what we talk about, right? The quarterback yeah. is the hero. He's also the zero, right? And he take listen, I love Zach, and I hope he does win a 3 in a row. It'd be great for him. But there's going to be a lot of – you know what it's like out there. 
you got the Ontario vote, brother. And mm-hmm. I tell you, a lot of that becomes, we don't want to see a guy win too much. That's what it becomes, right? Uh, I'll be honest with you. It just, it just doesn't go like that. I remember when I was up for O-line uh, for outstanding, and I was there, I think it was my fourth time. And I was nominated, like, I think nine. And then uh, Jack Matson, God rest his soul, uh, he just said, oh, look who's back. And it was not even a compliment. It, I didn't take it as a compliment. It was like, oh, by default. You know, it's just like, what the hell? So, I mean, sometimes things happen where uh, you, you wonder if they might just say, hey, this gives somebody else, you know, yeah. a, a chance. That should yeah. never happen. It should always be on the year at hand and what he's done. And I agree with you. Zach's having an outstanding year. Uh, the Bombers are nowhere anywhere if they don't have him. I, I mean, I Drew Brown is going to be a good quarterback. But I, Zach is the guy right now. And well, it's a of, interesting. A lot, of people are, a lot of people out in BC are thinking Vernon Adams Jr. should be in that. Well, that's another reason. Okay. So what happens there? Now look at that. So BC plays who? Saskatchewan? I think they play Saskatchewan. I, I'm pretty I sure. My, uh... I'm not sure who they play. I'm pretty sure it's Saskatchewan. I'll pull it, I'll pull it up here. Yep. Take a look. Yeah, let's take a look at who they play here, buddy. Oh, you're really waiting for me. <laughs> Toronto at Winnipeg, yeah, Sask at BC, Montreal at Ottawa, okay. and Calgary at Hamilton this week. So BC should beat Saskatchewan. I mean, Saskatchewan is having a real bunch of difficulties right now. Uh, the Bombers, if they beat Toronto, and I believe they will, uh, because we got the home crowd, I think we just have an advantage with some of their key players out. That makes them both 11-4, and four, which means the next game in BC becomes even more critical, where it is basically... Uh, whoever wins that game wins the series two games to, out of three. So yep. uh, it's going to be really interesting. If they win that one, now do you rest Zach? We're on the same conversation about Zach now going into the playoffs. You know Friday, what I mean? October 6th, so, Bombers at yeah. Lions. Uh, and presumably yeah. these teams will be at 11-4. and four. Uh, We don't know that for sure. Uh, did no. you notice the line of this game, Chris, uh, for Bombers-Argos no. on Friday moved like crazy when Matthew Shinetti at TSN – put out those reports that it was Cameron oh, they, Dukes running the first team offense yeah. went from three and a half to seven and a half in a matter oh, yeah, of hours. Sure. The yeah. smartest people on the planet threw a stack down before that line moved. Um, but uh, I, I think it just speaks to um, experience Toronto's, a, Toronto's approach, right? It's going to be Toronto's approach. Well, and somebody has a great comment here and they were talking about, I think it was Granny Bomber fan. Great point. A quarterback that's new and a rookie, you make sure that you have your running game going. And that is a great comment by Granny because I tell you right now, they need to stop AJ. You got you, you got what I call thunder and lightning. In thunder, in AJ Olette. And I, I swear to God, I, I'm a big fan. I only seen this kid once, but Deontay uh, McMahon is lightning. He's just shifty like a little water bug. Bang, he's gone. Yeah. So, I mean, we have really got our work cut out. We have to stop the run on defense. So that's a huge thing for our defense. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, the Bombers return game. Uh, Janarian Grant running during Bombers practice, but on his own, on the side, uh, in kind of more casual gear. Uh, I don't know if he's wearing cleats or not, but no football equipment. Uh, yeah. To me, Chris, as much as the Bombers need him back, yeah. I think the strategy, whatever the injury may be, you know, like here's the thing. It's like, is it a six week, an eight week? Like how long has it been? It's been, he's on his second stint on the six game injured list. 
you have him when he's ready. There is no reason to rush him back. If he returns this year, pardon the pun, if he returns, he needs to be healthy for the biggest game of the year. And while Winnipeg needs a win in BC, have a bye, then they host the Elks and then go to Calgary. I think those are both winnable games. Uh, The Lions, um, you know, have some work to do the rest of the regular season as well. But but for the Bombers, you don't go risking the the health of a player when you know you need him in the Grey Cup. And I think the Bombers can get to the Grey Cup without Janarian Grant. But in the Grey Cup, you want all your guns firing, right? That's That's an oxymoron. We're hmm. talking about not not playing Chad Kelly, and because you know I'm saying he needs to play, and you're saying we just need him for one game. And Toronto's Grant. locked up. Toronto's got the East locked yeah, up. Yeah, doesn't matter. In the East well, about Bombers, guys. Bombers are you not. Got live bullets flying at you as you got guys barreling down to take your head off. You haven't been in a live game all of a sudden. You need to get him back before the end of the year. Can't have him just coming to the biggest game of the year. And all of a sudden, you throw him to the wolves. Yeah, but there's a difference. Hey, it's not practice. Oh, it's not like practice. No. There's a difference between playing quarterback, touching the ball every snap, and being a returner. No? Oh, for sure. And I would even think more so, you want to make sure that you're really comfortable. When a, com- when a returner gets confident, he's a, you know, it's balls to the wall. He sees a little crack and bam, he's gone. If he has me now for a long time, you know, maybe he's got that genetic where he just says, you know, I'm I'm right back. I'm where I should be. Mm-hmm. And I could be 100% wrong. But I also believe just the fact that you can't, I, I think you need to get him a little bit more time. And I mean, we got games yet. I'm just saying, I don't think I'd want him just to come back for the last game of the year. I'd like him to play a game before the biggest game of the year. That's what I'm saying. Sure. And you, can, you know, we can agree to disagree. And uh, that's what we'll do. And I'm marking it right now. My win. Okay. Mm-hmm. Give myself a check mark there. Okay. Uh, Chris, you got a you nice get... haircut. Nice haircut, brother. You like you like that haircut, eh? Yeah. yeah. Shout out to uh, Scott and the team at Saint <laughs> on Waterfront. They cut Brady Oliveira's hair. Andrew Harris. Uh, Carl Schmidt. Oh, so you're hanging with the big wigs now, eh? Oh yeah. You're hanging with the oh, big yeah. wigs. Yeah. Did you notice yep. the chair you were at? Hey, did you notice the chair you were at that had the white cane hanging on? <laughs> I don't know what and that means. The dog by the chair. <laughs> I don't know what that means. This chair actually is, this is what's cool at Saint Scott's chair is oh, like a God. 1955 dentist's chair. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They're Super worth cool a lot of money stuff. though, man. Oh yeah. They're worth yeah, a lot he, of cash. He found a deal on, uh, on, on Facebook marketplace or something, but super cool spot. Go check them out. We are saint.com. Uh, good friends of mine over there and, and doing great things. Uh, we might have a little something cooking with, uh, uh, with Scott and uh, Nikolai Ehlers with a little bit of a, a charity fundraiser uh, later this year, uh, like they did last year yeah. for cancer care. Well, maybe so, the uh, beard. I could probably get That's the only place got hair now mm. is the beard. Maybe they'd trim beard and get it. Like, yours is looking pretty. Fit, I don't know if you'd fit in that chair. but uh, Oh, ease can, up there, Johnny. I can, I can bring you there. Oh, for love of God. I don't want to hang with you at Ehlers. I don't want to hang with you and all the, the, the hockey pucks as you get your new suits and walk in there, right? Ah, I got my little clippers here. I'll cut my own hair. Jesus. I will Man, hope you're... you can fit in there. Walby's not liking me today. Walby is not oh, liking oh, me I'm today. Hey, you, give man. him a bye week and he comes back a little bit, you know? I used yep. to be able to just kind of like jab. I used to be able to jab you a little bit. You could take it. Yeah. Now you're sensitive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't even get me going on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always have a comeback for 
you know, uh, yes, keys to the game. With, with no wins in McManus right now. With with no, well, why not? Not right now. Ready? Well, you, oh, okay. Well, what what else you want to talk about before we get into your keys? You're like now you're teasing let's everybody. Talk, yeah. Well, let's talk about. Let's let me take a look at this. Look, we talked about Jeff Coe. We talked about Brady. Um, Walla Tarski, the guitar man. Damian Jackson. Hmm? I think we got to talk seal? about Toronto. Say Toronto. I just want to see what's going on with Toronto. Uh, I, I want to talk about Adarius Pickett and these. I mean, I don't know half these guys. That's one of the things I don't like about this league. And I agree with you on that. You brought it up earlier. The mm-hmm. fact that we only play Toronto once is horse crap. I mean, you know, you mentioned the other thing, and that is that they got three buys in the first five weeks. That's horse crap. Who's making it? Are these guys, I mean, they got a bottle of tequila out there, and they're just taking shots, and they say, okay, next up, Winnipeg. <laughs> Pour me a Argos, shot. No, enough. Argos play the Ticats four times. They play the Bombers that's, once. That's I know. Remember last year? We didn't play Ottawa. Mm-hmm. That was How Lapo, stupid. Uh, we have a nine-team league, brother. Yeah, Lapo so Nichols not coming rat. back to Winnipeg. And then uh, Grey Cup rematch yeah. doesn't happen until week 17. And now uh, the one team's got the East wrapped up, so they're they're resting, guys. Um, it seems like they always pick Winnipeg-Hamilton to start it off. I don't know why. I agree with you. It should have been Winnipeg-Toronto. Mm-hmm. should always be the Grey Cup rematch first game back. Yep. That to me would have been common sense, but Randy Ambrosi, you are the commissioner. Uh, you know, you're. I know you personally, and I know you as a as a fellow football player, fellow old lineman. Winnipeg, so I got to stick up your little Winnipegger. bit. Fellow Winnipegger, yep. He yep. Uh, his folks own an electric company out here. Mm-hmm. So, oh well, look at this. What's this? Castillo was taking photos at the jet game last night. He was, yeah, right on the glass. Was he a photographer? I guess so. Really. Bombers defensive back. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, uh, Sergio Castillo uh, taking pictures. Um, uh, Jordan Younger, the Blue Bombers defensive backs coach, uh, multi-time Grey Cup champion. He's he's often seen with a camera around his neck in the Bombers facility. Uh, really? Life after football, right? Uh, I didn't know that. I mean, I guess I, I'm surprised. I mean, well, I guess, you know, as a kicker, you got so much time. It's not like you're doing anything all day. You sit around drinking Slurpees. And then the next thing you know, you're taking pictures. Um, I'm only I'm referring to Trevor Kennard and Troy Westwood, mm. who never saw a practice they didn't like because they were always on another field drinking. They were at Seven Eleven drinking Slurpees all the time. Right. So yeah, we hate those guys. What? Now we love them, but I hate them. <laughs> I remember. All right, that was it. Some of the funniest stories now. you tell me, Chris, is how. You know, during your playing days, it's like, man, if people had cell phones back then, if they had a camera, oh, God. like God. how many, how many guys would have been in trouble? Oh boy. I mean, the things we used to do, I mean, obviously I can talk about some of them. I mean, uh, I mean, Dave Black, God bless Dave. Dave had a connection with one of the breweries, local breweries. Mm-hmm. And we went to one of the uh, watering holes in Branding because training camp was in Branding for a number of years. And after every night, the old line, we owned the little watering hole we were. I won't tell you what it was for, but uh, we'd go in there and under our table, in the bar, under our table was two cases of beer every oh. night. And everybody wanted to be a honorary old lineman. And I remember even the kickers going, hey, Blackie, can we come? We go, not so kind of words like, <laughs> no, no, not coming. You kickers, you little bastards. Get out of here. I used but to manage yeah, a bar. A you, you can't do that. I remember a bunch of bikers coming into my bar oh, yeah. years ago. 
grabbed a two for a bud, put it under the table. And I'm like, no, 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 fellas, you can't do that. And it took some, took some diplomacy. It took some words, but, uh, I was able to talk him out of that place. It was not fun, not fun dealing with, uh, oh, you know, three or four bikers, but, uh, no, no, I wouldn't. I was going to say you're, uh, you, you remind me of, and I'll say this one last story because I love stories, but I got only because somebody's talking about Blackie and I just mentioned Blackie. Mm. Blackie's from uh, out of Eastern Ontario, uh, Whitby, Ontario, I believe. And he said he used to be a bouncer. He was a bouncer at a hotel. And he said that the bikers came in and he said he didn't like the way the bikers were acting. So he went up to the one biker and he said, hey, listen, we got problems. And he go, you know, take off. And Blackie put his head into the bar. And then he went off to the roof and fought another one and threw him off the roof. Then he <laughs> threw another one through the window. And then he goes to grab the last one, grabs his head, puts it into a cigarette machine, pulls it out. He's got a DeMaurier stuck in his mouth and Blackie goes, wrong brand, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not lying. That is Blackie telling me this story. So oh, me, Miles Grell, Sam Mickwas are on their lock. We're on the floor. Literally, we, had, we should have had pampers on because we're wetting ourselves. Oh boy. <laughs> That's outstanding. That's a beautiful yeah. thing. Oh, in those days, the bombers, your team was a member of the East division. How do you feel yeah. Chris about the East versus the West and, and maybe abolishing the divisions. So a situation like this, the Argos resting guys in week 17 of a 21 week season doesn't happen because if there was one division, yeah. this game would mean something. Instead well, of just, yeah, you know, there's three teams in the East that aren't very good. Toronto's just, you know, rolled and wrapped up first place with a month and a half to go. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. We get we get rid of that crossover garbage, all that kind of stuff. And the best teams would actually make it. I'm okay with that. I know that the old days when I was old school thinking, I kept thinking, ah, I like the divisions. But then again, having played in the East, I just think it should be one division. I think then Toronto will be 12-1. We're 10-4. This is a big mini phone game for us to catch first place against the Argos over one division. So to yep. me, yeah, I don't know why we're so against it, but well, I think it would eliminate rivalries, a lot of issues. Right. It, it helps fuel the, I don't, I don't see how the divisions help fuel rivalries. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You're still going to play Saskatchewan. You're still going to be rivalry against the, the Western, you know, your Prairie provinces. I mean, Ontario, you're going to have, still going to have, you know, the Argos and the Ticats, you know, Maybe you're going to get a team in Quebec City, then you know what I mean. Who I think could probably host a team. Uh, you know, then you got a you know then you got a rivalry naturally built into Montreal or Quebec. But yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually a big proponent. I think they should go to one division now. Um, I think it would be. I think it would make it more interesting, and it would eliminate these situations like we have right now, where a team is you know five games left and they basically wrapped it up, and they have one more game that really means anything. Yeah. That's the great. That's the final. Uh, and isn't that a shame when you go all the way down there and you get to the final and you lose? And I've been in many of those where we went to the final and lose. So let's not get away with that, but okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's all right, man. I'm done. Walby for CFL commissioner. Do you want that million dollar paycheck? <sighs> Jeez, no. I don't want the headache. But I'll tell you what, I'm opinionated, as you know. And mm -hmm. I think that, uh, you know, a guy like you who's got the ears and voting power of a lot of your media friends, you guys, you should be running up there and saying, hey, Let's get this changed. Let's let's bring it to uh, let's bring it to the table anyway. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, uh, I've been I've been just trying, I've been trying to get you I've been trying to get you a vote for the CFL awards for a long time. I had I, I actually had a vote when I worked for CBC. Mm -hmm. That that those ten years that I did the Great Cup, I, I actually had a vote, and I loved it. 
But having from, said that, I was like hero to zero. I went from the penthouse to the outhouse. <laughs> oh, come on. We, we've gone from seven voters in each of the CFL markets to now five media votes. Uh, the head coach in every market gets a vote. And if there needs to be a tie break, because five plus one is six, if there does need to be a tie break, uh, the chapter chair of each CFL market uh, would vote to break the tie. If they need it again, it goes to the president. Who's, of the a, cha- who's, of a, who's a chapter? Really? Yep. Uh, no, no. No, it what? goes to the Why president of the Football Reporters of Canada. Another media oh, okay, member. Oh, okay, good. I thought, I, thought you said, I thought you said president of the football club. No, that would not So, no. no. Well, no, because that's biased. Everything's biased. Even mm-hmm. the coaching could be biased. Yeah. I think it's biased if you have a guy on your team and he's up for an award and you're the coach, you're voting for him. Of course you're voting for him. You know what so I mean? You, so. have, you have most outstanding defensive player. There is no most outstanding yeah. offensive player. You have most outstanding offensive linemen but you don't have most outstanding defensive linemen. Do those awards need to be brought back? Yeah, absolutely. I think they're getting shortchanged. I think that when you have one defensive player that encompasses DBs, linebackers, and D-line, just think it's like you're stretching out like 30, 40, 50 players as opposed to, you know, maybe, you know, a smaller amount. And I'm just using that 50 as a, it's probably even more than that because obviously each team has – you know, 30 on defense, so you look 30 times, whatever, uh, eight, 2,400. It just, to me, it's just, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, I think that you should have a D lineman award. I think it would go a long way to bring a credibility to what those guys in the dirty and the gritty guys get. These guys get their hands dirty. They get their helmets. We're not worried about them having concussions. No wonder all the old line and D linemen are all well, they are. having, come on. We're, we're all getting worried. messed worried up. about those guys too. They don't give a dang about them. I, I would say they give a dang as much to them as anybody else. Well, then, okay. But not to well, disagree with your point. Not to disagree with your point. Do um, you know how many times we, we were taught to hit? I remember when I was in Montreal, and we were told to hit with our helmets, and I was a D lineman at the yeah, time. Yeah, and, they made, and they made us headbutt telephone poles. Telephone poles. Right? That's all silly it was back then. Speaking of hitting yeah. with your head, this just came through the newswire right now. Calgary Stampeders linebacker Micah Awe received a maximum fine for a high hit on Alouette's receiver Cole Speaker in week 16. Uh, people were wondering uh, if that was going to happen. Micah Awe, uh, I think it's three or four times now he has had a, a pretty egregious helmet hit, spearing situation. So hard. Well, yeah, after, after things, I've seen it. I mean, you know, it's an it's an emotional game, and sometimes emotions take over. But I mean, you have to be under control, and that's the hardest thing when you're you're gladiators out there. You really are gladiators. You don't want to get your butt kicked down. You want to kick somebody else's butt. And when these guys are going down the, and especially these running backs, they say, "Stay low to the ground, stay low to the ground." Next thing you know, you're trying to get down. Well, it's, it's kind of obvious you're going to hit helmet to helmet. Very hard to get a wrap around a guy's knees if he's you know a foot off the ground. So, yeah. Anyway. That's enough well, of my rants on that. And, and most and I, outstanding listen, I offensive say... player, like MOP, outside of Solomon Elamimian, uh, you know, shattering the the CFL tackle single season tackle yeah. record and winning MOP. Um, outside of that, it, it's always been an offensive player. It's always been a running back or a quarterback, generally a quarterback, winning CFL MOP. Would most outstanding offensive player go to a running back or a receiver? be something that, uh, you know, like say you could almost exclude the MOP candidate 
there would have to be, you could probably figure out a way to do that. Yeah, it's another one of those wild ones, right, too. I mean, obviously, you got a guy like a quarterback who's going to get all the attention. He basically takes away anybody else's opportunity to be an MOP, right? So, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, I wish I had all the answers. I mean, I got opinions, and a lot of them don't mean anything, but. Uh, well, you'll never be yeah, commissioned if you don't have all the answers because every commission no, needs to have oh. all the answers to every question. Oh, you're like Trudeau. Well, don't, don't get started here. Don't get started. <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> Let's, oh, hey, I'm getting hey, angry right now. Hey, we we, we okay. tow the All line, right. you know. We we tow the edge oh, a little bit. But let's not, let's not uh, you know, let, let's not maybe go down that path. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, how about keys let's, to the game now? Have we, have we okay, have, you know, we're walking yes. into dangerous territory here. You ready for the keys? Let's do the keys, baby. All right. Fire it up. Offensively. And I, I know you're going to get these because – Offensive key is get out of the gate early. And my number one thing, you need first down yardage, good production on first down. You don't want to be a second, especially with this Argo defense. They're really going to bring uh, the pressure on you. Pickett, Jones, Williams, the linebackers, they're all over the place. And I really stress that you have to be able to establish your run game against a very, very tough rush defense of the Argos. Defense, I think you got to stop Thunder and Lightning. I gave them the nickname. I hate doing that because a lot of guys have used that moniker. But Ouellette and McMahon. Uh, A.J. Olette will just run around you. He don't want to run, th- uh, you know, he just wants to run through you, excuse me. Um, and I think you got to make this young kid who's getting his first start, um, you know, he played for Vegas in the indoor league, which is not like a, even a real football field. Uh, you got to keep him in the pocket because he's going to try and extend, you know, most rookie quarterbacks, as soon as they get a little, you know, frightened, they take off, keep him in the pocket and make him beat you with the pass, which we'll see he can do. Special teams, we talked about this right in the opening. You hit it all right in the head, buddy. JL, Javon Leak is a freak. And this guy, oh, I like that. Javon Freak Leak is a freak. He's a freak, freak, freak. Anyway, he's going to run the ball. So I think uh, <laughs> returning the ball, four touchdowns. Theodric Hansen, that's your buddy. You better get that, man, man. I want to see Theodric, number three, on. What's this nice? What is Theodric's number? Yeah, number three. Yeah, Theodric yep. Hansen on number 32. T3. Right on. Yeah. Take your T3s if you're going to uh, take a, a hit from Teadric Hansen. How about this, Chris? The Argonauts le- lead the CFL in games without allowing a sack this season. Seven of their 13 yes. games, they have not allowed a sack. They have allowed two sacks in their past six games combined. Yeah. Jackson Jeffcoat returns to the Bombers lineup just in time. Yeah, they need to, they need to get pressure. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, I've watched the games. I watched Hamilton get pressure. I think that uh, Chad Kelly is uh, very evasive. Uh, he's got some escapability. He's extending plays. He's making plays. He likes to run with the football. I expect Cameron Dukes to do that a little bit more. But uh, I want to see a guy come front. out of the show. The guy that I need to see come back, buddy. And I know they're starting to dog him a little bit, which drives me nuts. But a big stat. Willie Jackson, Willie Jefferson, no sacks last seven games. One pass knocked down last five games. Um, yeah, Willie, come on, buddy. You know could you're there, brother. Be, could teams be scheming against oh, yes. him? Oh, they're definitely scheming him. That's why it's nice to have Jeff Cole back. But absolutely, they're bumping him. They're putting a, putting a fullback on him. They're bringing down a slot back, chipping him. Anything they can do to keep number five out of the backfield they're trying to do. I noticed that the Bombers might do a little bit more of this, Now, let's put Jefferson in the middle where he can't. So, you know, they'll put him out of the tackle position, line him up or the guard, see if they can get more one-on-one. 
Uh, I expect to see a little bit more of that uh, tomorrow night as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Uh, so great to see everybody who joined us after Winnipeg sports talk. Um, oh. I just pulled up that comment and, and away it went, but uh, Phyllis, she knows how it's done. Uh, riding uh, through to Bonfire Sports following Winnipeg Sports Talk. Uh, you support us by supporting uh, all of the uh, sponsors that we have. Be sure to thumbs up and subscribe. Leave a comment either in the live chat or down below the video. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, you can leave a review in your podcast app. Maybe most importantly, tell a friend. We got Winnipeg Jets hockey coverage coming here to Bonfire Sports like imminently. Okay, we're going to do things a little bit different. It's going to be something maybe, uh, you know, not exactly that you've seen before uh, in Winnipeg in these digital media channels. But, uh, you know, so many, so much great content and great people doing things. The Illegal Curve boys have been doing it for so, so long, all the way back to my college days at Red River College, me and Ezra uh, chopping it up. Uh, Kenny and yeah. Rennie, outstanding uh, post-game coverage and all the other stuff that they do. Hustler and Remo uh, getting it done day in and day out on Winnipeg Sports Talk. Um, we, we hope that, uh, you know, you uh, support them and support us here on, on Bonfire Sports. You excited for the hockey season, Chris? Yeah, I am. I like the Jets. I, I like the way they play. I like the team they're having right now. I watched a bit of the game on TV the other day. Um, you know, it's such a long season. So it's one of those things where when you're growing up in a football atmosphere, mm -hmm. you know there's only so many games. Where in hockey, like they play 70 games or something like that. So if you miss one, you're kind of like, well, oh, I'll get the next one. They, they play two or three times a week. Uh, but I think it's fantastic that you're hanging out with guys from the Jets, getting your haircuts with them. Uh, you know, I think it's <laughs> phenomenal. Um, you know, I, I can't even hang with those guys. But uh, I may just come and look at that barbershop and stare through the window and just, just go, oh, man, that could have been me. <laughs> Knocking on the glass. I'll, I'll be knocking, yeah. I'll get you set up there, I'm just Chris. kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I'll get you set up. All right, buddy. Great seeing you. Enjoy great game. the game. Great. And uh, I'll just yeah. remind everybody, game day after dark. It is the place to be after the yeah. Bombers game, live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, on your podcast app afterwards. Join me and Schnitzi after Bombers and Argos. And you and I, Chris, we'll tee up a game that's probably just as big, if not bigger than this, in a battle for the West Division next yeah. week, Thursday, 3 o'clock. We'll do it again. All right, brother. We'll talk to you later. Enjoy the weekend, boys. Hope you're nice tomorrow. Go blue. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, I'm a handsome mother. Woo, boy. Bye-bye. <laughs>